If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Plus, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, we're going. Uh, David, thank you for joining me, man. Yeah, it's glad to be here. So uh, you run an MSP. Yes, uh, Zenix uh, Technology Solutions. Um, out of uh, we're out of Georgia, kind of all over Georgia, but um, okay. Uh, it uh, originally started as a I was a MSP consultant and security consultant for a couple of years, and I guess I made the transition to the traditional MSP services last December or the end of November. Okay. So, and and you said your company name is Zenix. Z e n n u x technology. So what does that mean? So, um, you know what? <laughs> it was a play on one. The domain was available, and it was a <laughs> it was a play on um, Linux. I'm a, you know that was my background. I was always in. Uh, I was a Linux administrator or BSD administrator a long time ago, and then uh, I do. Um, when I'm not doing IT work, I just do mindful meditation type uh, seminars. So, so the Zen okay. and the Linux. So, I like it. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, you got a little portmanteau going on. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, very cool. So, before we started, um, you and I were talking about uh, how, how you, you know you've been watching my videos for ages and. You, you said, well, what's the last one you did? And I told you the last one I recorded, which uh, isn't actually the last one I recorded. It's the last one I got up online uh-huh. uh, is, is George Bardisi. Uh, and, I'm, and so I, I basically, I kind of started over, if you will. All the old videos are still up, but I, I'm kind of, uh, I, I turned into the butterfly, you know, I, I went in my cocoon for eight months and, uh, and I'm, I'm starting over. So I literally, they're, they're called like number one, Jeff Ferris from cloud radial, number two, three. So George is number four. Um, so I'm, I'm numbering all of these episodes that I, that I record with people. And um, George, I, I, I learn something new every time I talk to that guy, man, he's uh He's a really down-to-earth guy. He's really smart, and his product is just really cool. Yeah, um, I, I, I would say three weeks ago, or four, you bet three weeks ago, I had um, talked to, uh, I, I can't remember his name, but we went over the product a little bit, and I was very impressed with it, um, especially from the MSP perspective, mm-hmm. um, the solution. So that's something i uh, hopefully pick up today. I have a phone call. I know. So, so BVoIP is is a much different animal than like all the other VoIP companies out there for MSPs, mainly because you're not selling voice, you're selling software. That's right. Yeah. And and then because you're selling software, you don't have to worry about you know the the taxes and and all the other stuff that comes with with being a 
you know, basically turning yourself into a telecom company. So uh, that's the one thing that's, you know, really intriguing about Bevoid. The other thing is just all the integrations, man. Like yep. even if you never resell it to a customer, um, D- David, are you using ConnectWise AutoTask? Yep. ConnectWise. And yeah, I was really impressed with that type of the integration they had there and the functionality. Um, it's like, well, definitely would implement it in-house first thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, even if you never resell it, you know, just having it for yourself is super cool. And then he was telling me like, well, for the, for the guys who are all about, uh, going all in on Microsoft because the, the Microsoft 365, uh, and teams voice or whatever they're calling it. Right. So teams now offers the, the VoIP phone stuff. So he actually has a way to integrate B VoIP with teams voice. So that way you can, you can still use teams as your unified communications platform, but then you can still get those screen pops pop-ups to your, your PBX from, from your PBX. That way it still integrates with ConnectWise and all that other cool stuff. So it's, it's, it's kind of like the, the win-win. Yeah. You know, I'm a big fan of teams and, um, and I was, when it first came out, you know, I was like, ah, you know, it's like, what, I know, hated it, man. I did. Oh, yeah. But I've actually grown to like it a lot. Um, and I actually did a project where we integrated three CX with teams. Um, nice. And it, it worked beautifully, but, um, yeah, I, I say I I hated it when it came out, and I I don't even know that I hate it now, but now it's uh there's there's a guy Brian we tease Brian, but I I love Brian man he's he's a really great guy, but he is a a huge proponent of teams, and now I'm I'm like I'm a I'm on G Suite just because Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Brian won't stop talking about like, you know, the first rule of fight club is to not talk about, not talk fight, about club. fight club. Yeah. The first rule of Microsoft is to never shut up about Microsoft. That's, yes. that's gotta be it. So, so because he's such a big proponent of teams, I'm like, screw it. I'm going G suite. So, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, he's, happened. Like, he's like, you should get teams voice, man. I'm like, Nope, now I'm going all in on Google voice. You, you've done it. <laughs> Um, you know, a lot, a lot of, uh, small business clients are on office 365. Well, mm-hmm. you can set it up where they're, your two tenants are trusted and you could chat between the teams of other clients. Big mistake. Um, mm. because then they start requesting through teams and everything else, but it is a neat feature there. Um, just now you have to have somebody to man the damn te- teams portal <laughs> oh, <laughs> or man. redirect them. But so. So what are your thoughts on, did, did you get the email from Microsoft that they're rebranding some things? Uh, for the, uh, to the M, uh, the Microsoft 365? Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're rebranding all of the Office 365 stuff as Office, as Microsoft 365 stuff. Um, which I, I think, I think this is going to be good, but at, at the same time, it's you haven't had stuff around long enough for people to figure out what it's called already, and you're changing yeah. the names on us again. The the admin portal. I mean, any of those admin portals, they change. Uh, you know, every month and a half, they move those things around. I think it's going to be good. Um, what it might be limiting is, you know, a lot of uh, at least I do with some things. I package the the license along with um, 
uh, office uh, security products that share web or something like that. You know what I mean? We kind of bundle it together. Um, I don't know. I have to do the numbers and see if it's even, you know, you, know, you want to don't want to charge them $70 a mailbox when it's all said and done, but see how it's going to work out. Uh, yeah, well, the cool thing is, you know, I, I think with um, like Office 365 Business Essentials, that is a mouthful. So Microsoft 365 Business Basic, that's that's easier, you know, that's yeah. that's easier to, to understand. So the, the fact that, you know, now it's, so they got basic standard premium. And premium is the Microsoft 365 business. So they they did make it a little easier by by combining them. But you're right, like even the admin portals, and they, they have so many different portals. You know, they've got yeah. the the admin portal. The portal. And then, they've, <laughs> and then, well, yeah, we won't even go to the partner portal. <laughs> and then they we'll, we'll come back to the partner portal. But uh, here, let me, I'm going to fix my headspace so that way it's kind of the same height as you that way because i'm weird uh <laughs> all right so so there's the um there's the the compliance portal you know like there's all these other portals that people like forget because you know some people just aren't doing it right let's be yep. honest you know some people just aren't doing it right so um yeah, and then and then there's all the the admin portals for the individual things because you know they still have to have the Exchange admin portal because you can't admin all the things from the Office 365 admin portal. Or so, two to three hours for to kick in once you make the change. To the admin. Oh, that's so Kills frustrating. Me. Kills it's me. With so that. frustrating. Oh. So that's why I really enjoy, and I don't even know if it's around anymore. It's uh, it's this Windows app I bought. It was like some Office 365 admin app that I that I purchased. Was it um where you can do um? It was almost like you know a desktop app where you can do basic admin features that were in for Office 365. Oh, it was way more than basic, man. So so you would sign in as your partner as yourself. Uh -huh. And then what you would do is you would have to make sure that all of your clients had given your partner delegated Delegate access. Yeah. And then, and then because of that, now you just log in as one user and you can admin all of your clients. So you could select XYZ company and you can say, all right, I'm going to add six users, remove three, uh, add some more licensing, I'm going to change the, the password expiration period. I'm going to convert a couple mailboxes to shared Perfect. mailboxes. Yeah. Like it was so cool, man. And I don't even know. I think for some reason I feel like they stopped developing it. I, I did some work for an IT company and one of the guys I think had that. And I, I ever since then I've been trying to Google find the name of it or something and I never could. So if you, if you remember it, it's still available. Definitely uh, let me know. Um, I'm I'm gonna Google it while we sit here and talk. I am determined. I am determined. And I started a, a PowerShell thing, but then you know I got about halfway through and lost interest. So. Um. Yeah, this is harder than I suspected because I think it's 
It's just gone. It's just gone. Microsoft probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, um, I you know if if I was if I was as uh, big as you know Joe Rogan, I'd have a Jamie. I'd have my very own Jamie, and I'd have that guy doing all this this Google searching That's for right. me. But I'm not, so I can't. I tell and, you, what, you'll get there, man. You'll get there. I have faith. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be hard to get there because I, I'm really, I'm trying to make this for it guys, you know, he, he's for everyone, you know, like we, we like watching him, uh, gym people like watching him, finance guys like watching him because he, he appeals to everyone. And I mean, I'd, I'd like to, I think I'm an appealing person, darn it, but I, I'm not. That's not what I'm here for. I'm I'm here to actually talk tech and and business uh, with IT people. Yeah. So I've uh, thought it was just it's been great. Um, I think what what's the only other one I've really, uh, what's the guy from Lawrence? Um, Tom Lawrence. Yeah, he's a great guy, uh, man. Yeah, I love his stuff too. Um, so, but but I think it's um. Do a good job of what you're doing. You, you know the the thing that that I wish I could do, as well as as Tom Lawrence is he just has some really fantastic equipment. Yeah. Um, you know he's he's got a a room designed for this. You know I'm 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 in uh, you know kind of a, a public space so to speak in my house. So um, like I've got. You know the the blinds are kind of open. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can maybe get those closed because they're they're putting like so much light on me. Yeah. And and I just I forget to do some of these things because it's you know it's a public room and yeah. you know it needs to be enjoyable for the rest of my family too. But at the same oh see see how much my lighting changed just by closing yeah. those. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Um, and then if we turn off the, the, the light in the room, uh, it gets even better. It's weird. The, the more lights you have off in the room, the better the lighting is on camera, uh, which is, which is weird because, you know, you, you think like, well, you know, camera that, you know, it's, it'll have a better image if you've got better lighting, but that's not the case in this room. Because the room is just so, you know, it's got a, a skylight. So I've just got so much light coming in this room already. I, I need to reduce the light. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. I can't find this app. And I think, I truly think it's because it, it's either gone or uh, sold. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. And that's kind of been a headache is that it would, I wonder... If I can get a hold of that guy, um, that I that used to use at the IT company, I do some work for him. Uh, it might most ninety percent of chance it's the same the same app. Um, but see, there we go. the The light turned off for the room, yeah, and see, now I've got such like <laughs> such. Um, now I've got like dynamic shadows going on, and it's <laughs> and it's just a much better look. It's it's so weird how this stuff works, man. It's so weird. I did not realize how much went into that type of stuff until I did 
church, the audio visual for a church. And mm-hmm. it was like, Oh my goodness. Um, so I, uh, I, I took a volunteer position with my church. I am the tech director. So I am in charge of audio, video, uh, lighting, uh, the website. We just, we just, uh, started started a new giving app so like we're we're migrating from uh for for those of you that are church people we're migrating from easy tithe to push pay and push pay is actually going to make an app for my church so you'll be able to like go to the app store you'll be able to download an app it'll say my church made it like it'll be really cool cool, um, cool. yeah so like i'm really excited about that and then it's you, hard work but uh it is, man. I, I probably I probably do twenty five hours a week yeah. for the church, and that's a volunteer position. And then um, I've I've got Rocket MSP, so that has like three levels, so to speak. So I I started these videos back up. So here's I'll call it the the free tier, right? So I've yeah. got these videos that I'm that I'm doing, and like yesterday I recorded two. So like I'm I'm going I'm all in guys. Um uh today I'm recording just this one. Next week the only day I don't have one is Good Friday. Um so so I I've got these and then I've got like a membership for Rocket MSP which I think at one time you were a member Dave. Uh, yep. is it do you prefer Dave David? Uh, go ahead David David. Okay. So so at one point you were a member David and um, and then, so that there's like the basic and that has, um, like a membership, there, there's like a community. So I've got like an online forum. I, I upload new documents every month. Uh, and then we have like a monthly get together where we just get together and talk about something to, to better your business. Last month, we, we actually, I showed everyone, here's all the things you need to be doing to fix the SEO on your website. Uh, so for the guys that are, are like me, who are just smart enough to be able to do their website or, or better, you know, the, the guys that, that actually do website design, I, I actually do web design um, and, and do the website stuff, but maybe just got frustrated when they were working on their own and, and threw in the towel when it was good enough. You know, I, I showed them how to how to do the SEO stuff. And then there's the the premium tier where every week we get together and we we do like a peer group. And I, I sit down with people, we talk about uh, wins, challenges, and then I give them some homework. And so I'd say with Rocket MSP, I'm probably doing another 40-ish hours of work a week. And then I also run an MSP. And thankfully, that's on autopilot. Um, my MSP is small. I, I let it shrink because I really enjoy what I'm doing with Rocket MSP more. So yeah. I might do an hour, two hours a week on the MSP. But still, I'm, I'm doing, you know, 60, 70 hours a week of work. Yeah. And, and then my wife's always mad at me because I'm always tired. Which I don't blame her. Yeah, <laughs> I did it to myself. I, I think anybody who's been in managed services long enough has gotten that. Um, you work too much, or you work too late, or that. that, that, that. Mm-hmm. So, 
I used to joke with some of the younger guys I work with. I said, uh, you know, you can keep doing this about five years. And this just seems to be the average where people might leave, go out of managed services. And it's usually because they're trying not to get divorced. <laughs> but, oh, but uh, no, no, no. I have to, I'm, I've got all these little side projects going on and I, I always overwhelm myself with things. Um, but I think now with uh, what's going on in the world with the COVID-19, um, I'm going to try to focus in like, well, we were talking about what I was going to do a local meetup for business, small business owners um, for them to come in and ask uh, anything from, all right, I have, I want to reach, I want to have this goal here, but how do I get there with technology? Or, hey, my server's this much a month, am I getting screwed or not? You know, things mm-hmm. like that. Some a form where they could ask that. And then uh, I think I'm going to do that, bring that in virtual, maybe to a Zoom type setting. So, good. Um, if anybody so- out there is interested, and in I'd like to have, you know, you know, subject matter experts at times and different things like that. So, so I just want to make sure I'm understanding it correctly. You want to have something where people local to you, or, p- potential like prospects or leads, yeah, yeah. can can come and uh, ask you questions, and and you can educate them on if if they're doing it right. Basically. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And the reason I did that is because I found um, my clients are all over. They're they're not really localized. So I've got clients in Texas, California, Seattle, Georgia, here where I'm at. Um, a lot of times uh, when I come in, and you might have seen it too, they've been sold something that they don't need or they didn't know. You know, they didn't know. Uh, and that's the worst. Yeah. Um, and it's try somewhere that you can bring, bring, yeah, bring the small business community in, that there's no agenda there. Um, that they can get honest feedback on, on techn- uh, of technology and how to implement different solutions and what their options are there. So, uh, so the, the thing I'll say is doing a virtual uh, uh, meeting, you know, use Zoom and invite people in and educate them and, and help them understand if, if their stuff is, is working or if they have the right thing or, or all that. Like that's, that's a great idea. You, you should absolutely move forward with it. It needs to be consistent. You know, you, you need to, you need to, if you're going to do it weekly or monthly, it always needs to happen. It always yeah. needs to be on the you know same time. You know, it needs to be on a schedule. I'll say that it may be difficult for you to get other IT guys on with you only because like it's it's one thing for me to bring IT guys on because I don't feel like we're competing. Yeah. And and it's because we're 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 not. You know, I'm I'm just hosting a a video where we talk about important things. But for you, you're actually bringing on competitors, we'll call them. They might not be local to you, but you are bringing on competitors to assist you with things. And basically you're saying you want to get some experts. I could, yeah. And then there is the chance that they would go to them or undercut well, and all that stuff. Well, not just that, but, but what is that? So there's, there's always that, that two sides to the coin, right? So one it's, it's 
great because you're showing people, hey, you know what? I have a great network of of experts. So even if I'm not able to do something, I know someone that can, and I'm going to get it done for you no matter what. But on the flip side, well, how, if you don't, you don't know this, like what, 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 what the do, hell you, do you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why I, I always, and, and I think I, I sometimes psych myself out with that stuff. And, and that's why, you know, sometimes I, I, I just, I look, some, sometimes I, I'm just like, well, I, maybe I shouldn't do this because, you know, I, I, I get that like imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah I and I know I'm not the smartest guy. Like, what you know, <laughs> hold on. I'm not saying I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> I just know I'm not well, listen, the smartest. They know everything about anything. If I ever, I know it all about anything. And one, I'm pushed off because you're not going to learn from anybody. Says so they stop learning then. But also, mm-hmm. they're they're full of shit. Nobody knows everything about everything. So, right. um, and that's why I love bringing in just really intelligent people. Like, you know, I, I brought uh, Zach Zach Johnson from Aero CMS. You've probably seen him on a few of my videos. Yeah. He is. I call him my ancient alien security nut. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if he had hair. It would be long hair and it would never be brushed and it would just be <laughs> like, like that guy on ancient, on ancient aliens, you know? Yeah and, yeah. and that's, and that's what I think of Zach as. And, uh, and I, I just love bringing him on because he is a, a freaking wizard when it comes to security. And he really does make me feel like an idiot because I would say I understand each of the words individually but when, once you start putting them all together and combining them, that's when he loses me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. No. I um. But, so I, back to that, I tell you what, I will probably bounce stuff off you and then some of your viewers. Um, what I somehow work out some type of format, and I definitely understand what you're saying there. Where if I have to go to some micro information, why would they trust me? But I was doing it more, and so if. I don't know. I think that there might be a way to do it. Uh, like most of my clients now are other MSPs um, uh, that, you know, people that specialize in uh, pen testing or um, different, different areas like they're so, maybe bringing them in. So you're not selling to the, to the mom pop shops or to the, to the SMBs. You're selling to other, other MSPs. Well, for, for the most part. part. Yeah, for the most part, I do have um, a small business manager. So, I, you know, I did uh, MSP work for 16 years, small and large managed services, and then I went into consulting. And the consulting work was mostly for other managed service providers, um, and that that ranged from tier three projects that went offload to um, a lot of people that start MSPs don't know how do you run a help desk efficiently, or how do you um, uh, you know, how, how is, uh, uh, the triage of tickets supposed to work? How does knock, how is the knock supposed to work and how do you leverage automation? You know, mm-hmm. things like that, even helping people build service plans, um, and what their offers. And I did that for about uh, a year and a half. And, um, last November I had uh, like six businesses that wanted me to take over their, 
their services. So I started kind of transitioning away from purely consulting to offering the more managed clients. But a lot of even my current opportunities now are smaller MSPs that want to um, uh, outsource either their not work or they don't want to. What I found is a lot of companies don't want to spend the money in the payroll on a tier three guy that's going to eventually lead for more money. So why not just out, you know, outsource the project work or something. So um, that's kind of been my bread and butter here lately uh, where it's kind of going. But So how is business right now with coronavirus? It is. So with um, I've got uh, a, I got two IT companies in Seattle that are, or in the Seattle area, they're being hit hard, um, you know, uh, but they're, you know, they're all locked down. Um, and uh, one of them is, is got a lot of projects that backed up that he's jumping to me that gave me work. So it's been really good. Um, but uh, like my local clients here in Georgia um, is everything's almost like a standstill. Everybody's kind of waiting to see, you know, what, what happens or what unfolds um, here, I guess, in the uh, next couple of months or, you know, what I feel like there's a, a lot of apprehension. Um, uh, the salespeople have not stopped calling for sure, <laughs> but um, it's kind of where I'm at, you know, and I've, I've started coming up with new ideas. I think um, you're going to have to, I think our world's changed completely. Um, with this. Do you think that the changes are going to be permanent? Um, I think the longer that this goes on without a, um, a vaccine or something like that, yeah. Um, you're looking at um, uh, something that can, rate of infections with one to four. Um, yes, it's not, the mortality is not, it's what, three to eight percent like that, but you have a sick workforce. Is, is the mortality rate that high now? I think it depends on the area where you're at, you know, the more congested areas. And, um, but it's say, say everybody was, you know, there was no deaths in it. Um, and you look at people that are sick for 14 to something days, that's going to affect the economy. Um, and then you like, my wife was an esthetician. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that it was, you know, is she did laser, uh, I don't know, laser beauty stuff, whatever, up in Atlanta. Um, I mean, that's until they have a vaccine or something, that might go away. That might not be a profession here for a little while, um, at least in that setting, in an open setting in a spa. Um, I don't know when they might open that back up. So, so I, uh, I just open it up. I see that in the U.S., there are now over 6,000 deaths. There are over 245,000 confirmed cases. That's a lot. It is a lot. And this is um, season one. You know, so. Um, this is one of those shows that I want to get canceled after season one. That's right. It's, like, it's almost like um, I keep waking up. It's so eerie, like it's a, a movie. It's just kind of waiting. And, and I, here in Georgia, we're just now is starting to pick up and uh, uh, the governor just uh, shut it down. I think today as, uh, as far as the state, but um, you know, as I talk to people in Texas and California and all that, um, it's, you know, 
Yeah, IT, we can work remotely and everything like that, but we support small businesses. Well, if small businesses are not uh, opening and doing spending money, that it will, will affect us. Um, so I'm, I'm like everybody else that kind of kind of look at other options to make money and or at least keep them open to see how things go. So, um, so by any means, I'm, I will never stop IT work. Um, just you know, I'll kind of see where the work goes and or where what people are needing and, and adapt to that. So. so you know, I I remember maybe two, three weeks ago, I saw something online and I do not believe it. Okay. I just thought it was really interesting that, uh, people are this crazy that, yeah. uh, that I saw someone say coronavirus isn't real. Mm-hmm. It was all made up. And, uh, what, what you're going to see is, um, it's all connected to like Epstein and Weinstein. Okay. And, and like all those CEOs that stepped down from their companies, like I think Bill Gates just stepped down finally. And they all, they put this in play because they wouldn't, they had the vaccine that was paid for. And, um, oh, no, even worse. It's saying that Weinstein, impl- like he got a deal and he implicated them all in, in this huge <laughs> ring of, of debauchery. And, uh, and it's it's just it sounds batshit crazy, David. Yeah. It does, and and like you see, like more and more people are getting infected with this. Now I'm starting to know people that know people. Yeah, have gotten tested positive. I don't know anyone yet. Let me let me double check with my wife. Do I know anyone yet? I don't know anyone yet that has tested positive for coronavirus. I, I do have a buddy who thinks he had it. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's why he, he went on a cruise, he went on a cruise with his family. And, um, when he got back from his cruise, like he was, he was in the, he was in the airport and he was just miserable. Yeah. Like absolutely miserable. He said he wanted to die miserable. Uh, and so he ended up having to spend like $150 to, to go get a, a hotel because they had like an 18 hour layover or something like that, or maybe not that long, but it was like they, they had to disembark from the ship at like by nine in the morning. And then their flight wasn't until like 11 at night because it was a red eye. So it was, it was a long time. So I was wrong when I said 18, but it was a long time, you know? So it was, it was an all day kind of thing. The time that you're supposed to be awake, he did not want to be awake. And he said, if I, if we would have stayed in the airport, they probably would not have like let me fly. Yeah. So he's like, I got to get out of here. So they went, he said it was, it was the most expensive nap he's ever taken. (laughs) (laughs) and then you think about you know there's like places in california and new york don't they have those uh those weird like oxygen pods for people to take naps in oh yeah 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 so so i bet that is not the most expensive nap available that but that's his most expensive nap he's taken um that the people i think if anything um what probably scares me is that say you look uh, people down four weeks, five weeks, and then mm-hmm. they come out and they've lost 
everything they've worked for their whole life. People are have a tendency to get a little crazy and a little yeah. tribal and a little you know stressed out. Um, and I hope it doesn't. I'm wrong, um, but that that to me could be one of the scarier things is that uh, you see people getting desperate. Um, maybe that's a doomsday scenario, but I don't know. You know, you know. He's, uh, I think this. Just as long as this keeps going on, hopefully we uh, get some type of. I think one thing will happen is as this goes on, that doctors will develop a, a better pro, you know, a protocol to treating um, uh, any type of condition. So I don't know. I think it's here to stay for a while, um, and we just have to adapt around it. So I have a a buddy who is a financial advisor. His name's Justin. If anyone wants an, a financial advisor, uh, I don't know what states he operates in other than Ohio, but he's a great guy. Um, he uh, he also has another business. It's dead. Like that business, he, he still has the business and he'll probably start it up again, but like there's no work going on with it, understandably. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, tree business like they they go out and tear down trees you know so uh he he basically has nothing going on there but financial he said he's he's keeping pretty busy with that um there's a lot of people freaking out but he's like man this is amazing he's he's like he and his wife they're buying up stock as everything drops lower and lower he's like man everything's at such a discount this is great we've been buying microsoft amazon companies that 2 months ago were off the radar because of how yeah. expensive they were now i just i just keep buying more and and so i mean that's great that that he is smart enough to to be doing this cuz he is he is trying to you know have the forethought you know um yeah. But then there's also the the fear that you know what if some of these companies don't make it? Yeah, you know, like like Microsoft and Amazon are probably safe. Apple is definitely safe with all the reserve cash they have. Yep. You know, they Apple may never open the stores up again. You know what I mean? Like there there are things that are going to change. Um, Waffle House has closed. What fifteen hundred? Waffle House or something, some crazy yeah. amount. Just like, this hadn't been, you know, this is, what, a month, month and a half? Um, mm -hmm. Does it take, for uh, economic stuff, it doesn't take long for, to start really affecting things. So, Well, if you think, you know, most small business owners kind of still live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they don't have savings and, you know, if if this goes on too long to where they don't have customers or revenue, they're going to have to go find jobs. Hmm. And, and some of them have expenses still like, you know, it's one thing to, to work out of your home and, and maybe the only expenses you have are like your PSA RMM type stuff. Yep. But then there's the companies where, you know, they've, they've got an office or a storefront that they're renting. Payroll. Um, I mean, they got the, you know, use payroll. Yeah. They've got the electric bill at the office. Um, that uh, yeah, I, 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 you're exactly right. Um, I tell you what, I got a call yesterday, and it kind of irked me. Um, and I don't know if we. I'll say it's, it was Market Authority. 
they do um, sales and things like that for MSPs and do this uh, for the websites and they generate leads. And anyways, uh, I was talking to her and um, she was going over the pricing. Um, I really wasn't listening too much. So not in the market for it, but, um, and one of their packages was like $700 a month. And I was like, well, you know, with everything going on right now, are y'all lowering any type of package? What she was like, do you, you expect us to work for free? And I said, hold on. That's not what I said. I just saying, you know, is there any type of, you know, a discount maybe to help some people out here? And she took it as like, um, I was asking if they were going to do stuff for free for them. I said, no, I understand that. I said, but if there was any time to help somebody, if you could, it would be during the damn national pandemic. Uh, right. And then don't make it like somebody's getting a handout. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I right. said, and, and that's this when this clears up. And yeah. And that's, that's really frustrating, man. Like some, some companies are, are being like sharks right now. And, and like 30% up. Uh, with some of their stuff, and I don't know if that was true that I read, but that was who's this? Continuum. Continuum. Are are you saying that their prices or they're just up on they're, usage? Um, I one of the uh, MSP owners I work with sent me something that had where Continuum. He was notified by them that their one of their packages. I'm not a Continuum uh, user, but one of their packages was going up by 30%. And this was That's so insane. Although I, I mean, speculation, it could just simply be that that was decided before, before this happened, you know, um, when, when was it announced that they got purchased? Um, that was, let's see, per, I had just re-upped on my automate licensing mid-february okay so i mean you gotta think there are there are some people that say this is this is kind of status quo for some venture companies um i tell you what i right you know connect was is one that i've i i, I do consulting for connect was at times I, I mean i know these people but there are some of their pricing stuff really irks me. Um, and if, if I see companies that, you know, if, if someone works one thing, but if they're blatantly going up on it, um, I'm not going to use them anymore. I'll find another solution. I don't care how long I've been with them. Um, how long have you been with ConnectWise? Oh, let's see. I've probably, but it's probably, I've been through the onboarding six times with different companies over over my whole career so i've uh it's been i've been using it since uh when did lab tech move lab tech was in toledo and it yeah just, um when and i was with lab tech then um and ah the good old days yes yeah. <laughs> uh what was his name that coded lab tech um used to run the website uh lipstick on a pig <laughs> but um yeah, so it's been 2005, six, somewhere around there, maybe. So when they first came out, um, or when they first purchased uh, LabTech. Um, so it's been a while. I've, I've also worked with Autotask. Um, 
one of my old bosses is their VP of networking over there at Data. Um, so um, I have no problem switching. I don't, you know. Don't want to. Don't want to is what I know. But but also you can't get support there any from anybody anymore. So Over ConnectWise? Yes. Um, now, if you want to buy something, you'll get 20 calls. <laughs> well, is it is it are you saying right now like at this current uh, moment in time or for the past months or years oh uh, this i um i went from uh, uh the when i was doing the msp consulting i had i was primary it was data and autotask i was where so i went back to connect wise when i started xenix and uh-huh. uh during december and the package they gave me they didn't do the onboarding thing, but um, the package they gave me was the, the chat support and then so many consulting hours. Um, chat support's completely useless. It's just, have, have you read this KB article? Have you read this KB article? Credit ticket. And then you're, you're lucky if you hear somebody in five days. So, I, I got to say, though, that's what a lot of them do now. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't think, if, if we look at this from the other side of it, that is also what we are supposed to be doing to our customers. We're supposed to be building KB articles that, uh, you know, every, every time we, we solve a new problem, we build a KB article that would be, have the ability to send that to a client and say, check this out. No, the, that, that is right. I think where my frustration is, is that all my issues are still from onboarding. They didn't onboard me right. They didn't create the yeah. right. <laughs> and so it's been going on four months now. And like, that's a problem. I didn't have a way to pay them for uh, a good three months because uh, they didn't have a e- they have a website login that you can e pay. Um, that never worked, and I couldn't get anybody to just. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a problem when you can't get a company to let you pay them. Yeah, and you know they're like it's merger acquisitions, and I was like, I get it, I get it, but um, also I have a business to run. I need. And I'm spending a lot of money here. I like from a to get this fixed so I can use the product properly. So, um, well, I gotta say that's that's really unfortunate, David. Um, hmm. But I I just wish I could fix it for people. You know, like it just it, I will say it has done is for the most part um, ironed out. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, that's very good. So, so you don't think life is ever going to be the same ever again? Uh, I don't, I think it's going to be different. Um, I think uh, the whole good different. It could be. I think there's positive in all of it. Um, But um, I think economically it's going to be a little bit difficult and it, the, the difference is going to be made out on how long this goes around. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have a vaccine um, or. Well, it's going to be months before we have a vaccine. Yeah. It, and then, you know, this is kind of season one. Um, I think this is going to be kind of seasonal type tale. And then next year, I think we prepare, if, if we don't have a vaccine, people will prepare a little bit better and, and, and everything else. But um, you figure if there's not, how would the government open up uh, free free travel to China? And you know what I mean. And, 
Well, I, th- I think we can't even think about how's the government going to open up travel to China. We still have to figure out how's the government going to open up yes. the economy. Yeah. How, how's the government going to open up businesses again? Yes. Um, my, my state, uh, Governor DeWine, has been fantastic. And no matter what side of the aisle you stand or sit on, uh, DeWine, I think, has handled this incredibly well. He has been kind of in front of this, so to speak, to where he's he's going on TV every day, having press conferences. He has been very proactive with, um, you know, stay-at-home orders and, and shutting down schools. And he, he did things early on. Um, so uh, President be- President Trump came on. Uh, last week, and and I know he he really wanted to have things opened up by by Easter, and I think he was just trying to fool himself into thinking everything could be okay. And unfortunately, he learned that uh, it's it's not it's not going to be okay. And you know, he had advisors telling him that from day one, it day is one. not going to be a, a cakewalk. Yeah, and and I think. He he knew it all along, but he just didn't want to believe it. He he wanted to he wanted to have that hope that, that it wouldn't. Yeah, that, uh, it'll something. It'll fan out. It wouldn't spread. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree too. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, he did that, and he finally came out last week and said, "You know what? I'm going to say we need to keep social distancing going through April." And then a couple days later. DeWine comes out and says we're doing stay-at-home order through April. Um, and I I believe that he only extended the schools being closed through April. However, uh, our schools are are going to do like the Google Classroom thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of the schools in Northeast Ohio are, are on Google and Chromebooks and all that. Um, I, I think that's probably common with a lot of schools. Oh uh, yeah, just because I know, Chromebooks um, I, are way cheaper than iPads. Yeah, I had two private schools um, that I was did work for, and they were all um, Chromebooks, Chromepads. Um, did you Google, say Chromepads? Uh, uh, the uh, 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 the Chromebooks and the um, what are the the bo- the meeting box, the Google Hangout boxes? That um, see, I'm not an Android guy. I'm not a Google guy. So not, you, know, you said Chromepad, and my mind literally just exploded let's see chrome i'm i'm now googling chrome pad there are chromebook tablets yeah they had those um but they used to have these um uh, they were uh media conferencing little uh pucks held had i7 processors in them there were nothing but a kiosk for Google Hangouts that you would put throughout school. Um, huh. Well, so so here's Google's Chromebook site. Yeah. And, I mean, I knew they had the, the laptops, and I knew that they had the more expensive, I'll call them the two-in-ones. You know, I was I didn't not realize they had the when it came out. Um, but I've kind of... You know, for internet surfing and some basic stuff, it's in the price. Nothing wrong with it. It is a really great price, you know. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize Samsung made a Galaxy 
Chromebook. I didn't either. Wow. Like, and you know, it's going to be sharp. Again, I'm, I'm an Apple guy, you know? So. I, I am too. Um, people are like, you know, my background security and everything else. Uh -huh. and, uh, and I am a Linux guy. Yes, I am. But I, I like, I love my Mac. <laughs> I love uh, my, my phone. Um, uh, if I need to, uh, you know, spin up anything, I, I put VMware on there and I have a, a Windows desktop if I need it. So. so, so let's talk about Apple for a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's let's go to apple.com here too. Why not? So let's uh I've care. got one. I have no idea. So so first of all, did you did you take a look at the iPad Pro, the new one they launched? Uh briefly. Um somebody has showed me something but I haven't not not in detail, but I did I did see it. Um what's so is that it a keyboard? Is, it is, man. So right. it's still separate. So I, let's let's just back up a second. Are you familiar with the newer iPad Pros at all? Like yes. even the 2018 model. So you know they had a keyboard uh, case for it. Yeah. Um, so the they redid the keyboard case for it. The new keyboard case still has that magnetic smart connector. You'll see now it's got this little USB-C port here. Ah. And, but wait, there's more. <laughs> so they, they've got the two camera thing, like the 11s, not the pros. But then this here is, um, oh gosh, what did they call that thing? Um, A LiDAR, I think they, they yeah, said it is. Yeah. So... I mean, I, I, I think I've only gotten like pulled over thanks to LIDAR. Otherwise, I have no idea what it's capable of. But this is, this is supposedly LIDAR is going to make everything super awesome. But wait, there's more. Uh, same pencil. Uh, with the new, they say, yes, it floats. So with the new keyboard, it's, it's now, I guess, like a hinge. Whereas before it was like you've got two places. Um, In fact, here on on the keyboard here, there's there's these two notches, and these two notches mm -hmm. are where the iPad rests. So you've got two viewing angles, and if one of them sucks, hopefully the other one doesn't, because those are your two options. What's the price tag on that thing? A lot ish, a lot ish. Um, um, I like it. It yeah, and then check this out. No, it's got the yeah. It's got a trackpad on the new keyboard, man, dude. The new keyboard case is three hundred and fifty dollars for a keyboard it's, case. That is can, my only thing with some of that stuff. Um, you can buy I, a Chromebook for the price you can buy the iPad's keyboard. I uh. The last big tablet purchase, I, I got a Surface Pro, and um, to be honest with you, I absolutely love that. Um, with uh, especially you know with Visio drawings, um, I can plug it up and uh, on site. I can do a lot of on site stuff with it, as long as you get the the version that one has enough 
RAM in it, and you get it where it has the full OS, with, mm-hmm. not the, uh, I don't know what they call it, RTM or RM something, uh, where you can install the regular apps. But uh, this... I will say that the um, the trackpad works really well, man. I love the pen. No, the the mouse yeah. on the iPad. So I've I've been using my Apple mouse mm-hmm. for uh, a, a few times here and there, and I I've been pretty pleased with how the the mouse works on the iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know when when you go to buy one of these, and I don't have the twenty twenty. I bought the 2018 model like three or four weeks before the 2020 was announced. I bought it refurbished from Apple. So I saved some money too. And I got to say, because there's one reason why I don't even care about the 2020 model. I'm not like disappointed. Um, The new keyboard would work on my, on my iPad if I were so inclined. Um, so the the big reason why I don't care is they literally on the uh, on the A12x processor that they've been putting in the iPads for the last couple of years, yep. they had one of the GPUs disabled. Huh. So all they did was enabled one of the GPUs, so that way they could reskew it, and then they called it the uh, A12z. So this is literally the same the same CPU. It just has one of the GPU cores that was disabled enabled. So yeah, let's get the the 12 inch, the space gray, the, they did up the storage. So the smallest storage they have is instead of 528, it's 128 or I'm sorry, instead of instead of 64, it's 120. Wow. I butchered that. Right. Instead of, so instead of 64, it's 128. And I got the Wi-Fi model. And I got the Apple Care there, and then uh, continue, and then I got the accessories too. So, um, we'll add that to the bag. Rocket MSP engraved. <laughs> yeah, but you know when you buy it refurbished, you don't you don't get those accessories. And then so I got this, and then I got this. And they do have they do have uh, like little docking stations for it too, which which is pretty cool. So I mean, if you review the bag after I added everything to the bag, I mean, 15. that's for the that's for the cost effective model. And remember, that's not even the right keyboard. It's one hundred and fifty dollars yeah. more once that other keyboard's launched. And you know, people are going to be like, one hundred twenty eight gigs isn't enough. I want the the one terabyte model. So, <laughs> so I mean, you, you could easily get an iPad Pro that costs as much or more. You could get it. You could spend more on on a, the iPad Pro than you could on an on a MacBook. I just ordered a server that was less than that. So. Yeah. Speaking of servers, have you ever checked out? Uh, and and like you're not a sponsor or anything, but there's a company called Tech Mike out of New York. Uh-uh. Um, so these guys, if, if you ever, if you ever wanted to start doing like hardware as a service. And that is on my, uh, my plans here. Um, so, so these guys, what they do is they sell like refurbished servers. And if you're offering it hardware as a service, who cares? 
you're the one that's that's got to warranty the thing you're you're going to make sure it doesn't suck for the customer right yeah so so check this out you can get servers for like a few hundred bucks man so um let's pick uh Model. <laughs> let's let's get number of CPUs. So they don't have any. Well, that doesn't work. What's going on here? Show more. What was that? Let's what pick was like the most expensive looking one I see. Three hundred and ninety dollars. So that's an R seven thirty. Note here. two processors let's get uh let's do uh 12 12 12 <laughs> well I'm, I'm thinking how can i get something cost effective you know yeah. so let's let's get like this 2648 core and let's get eight memory and let's have them be 16s. And then we need a RAID controller. And I have not been keeping up on my RAID controllers to know which one I need. Let's assume I can get away with an H730 mini. And then we'll add some SSDs, I hope. That's not a bad price. No, it's not. I was I used uh, was it Server Monkey, um, or one of them, but they they removed all the pricing off their websites. So SSD SAS, look at that man. Yeah. So let's get uh, let's just get this eight hundred gig new and sealed. I like new and sealed. And I'll just replicate that on down all eight slots. I want my uh, I want my iDRAC. I want four gigabit Ethernets. I don't need a PCI Express NIC. I want two power supplies. I think I need the eleven hundred. No, no. I want my bezel. I want my sliding rails. Warranty. Let's let's extend that warranty out a year. So for $3700, I mean this is a pretty awesome. I mean it's got it's got 8 800 gig SSDs in it. How much memory was in that? 8 16 gig chips. Um, I think Ingram Micro was it was a uh, it was a R it was a R three ten when I just priced and it was about almost twenty hundred three thousand so and you got to keep in mind I mean you can just have yeah. a a ninety day warranty for free yeah and let's say maybe we don't want all these hard drives oh no, yeah this this blows that one out the ingram one at the water um which with all the the drives and everything else so. all right let's get rid of four drives make it caddy only so now i'm at 2200 i mean it really didn't help save me a whole lot of money 
getting rid of those drives. Um, have you? Are these guys pretty responsive? And I, I have been really impressed with what I've heard. They don't know how to spell below. They, <laughs> we have to replicate the configuration across all drives below. Um, but thankfully, the servers don't bellow out. You know. Um, and I mean, we can we can drop this. Let's make these uh, eight gigs instead. That'll help save some money. I think I think changing those from sixteens to eights saved me more money, almost as much money as getting rid of four drives. Yeah. So I could get rid of these drives, caddy only, boom, and. I've got eight eights. Let's do four sixteens. I'm under two thousand now. I'll take it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, four four sixteens, in my opinion, isn't enough for a server because pretty much anything I do is virtualized now. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a single server for I, a client. I, you virtualize it because it's so much easier to back up a VM. It is, it is, it is. I'll um, put Hyper-V on it or whatever, you know, and put the OS on top of that so I could, um, for disaster recovery or in backups, it's a slight easier to manage. Um, so. so, what? But I, I, I'm sure I picked up on some of the episodes, but I just can't remember. Um, what's your backup solution that you use for your clients? These days, I'm on SolarWinds Backup. I really like it. Um, I've used it, and it, it was solid. It just worked, uh, SolarWinds. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm, uh, for, for your basic file-type stuff, your uh, um, Office 365 mailbox, I use the um, sure, I'm with ShareWeb as my CSP. Um, they have their Acronis Cloud, where you kind of just pay for the space and you can back up your phone or anything else with it. But um, Veeam, I use Veeam for the more, um, you know, business critical. And then we're off-siding to a green cloud. But um, Veeam just works. So Nice. So I, um, yeah, I, I've, I've played with Veeam. I like... Uh, Oh man, now the the name's gonna escape me. There's that other one that's like Veeam, but a little more cost effective. Uh, Vimbo, uh, what else is there? Um, uh, uh, something like N. No, I feel like it starts with an A. Uh, let's see. Because you're thinking Vembu. Yeah. I can't believe the name has escaped me. Let's see. Altaro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Altaro, yeah. I... I've you know, been really impressed you know, by that. Never, never got around to really playing with it. Um, so it is. You were impressed with it. Very much, yeah. 
very much. I I pretty much do everything with uh, um, solar winds, though. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I uh, did a lot of work uh, for a couple of companies, and they all use solar winds backup. And it's to be honest with you, it just it, it was solid. It was a solid product that worked. Um, you know, I, what I've done here with my Zoom. Let's see. I don't want something I have to babysit and, um, you know, you're fighting with the software more than your solution restores. Mm-hmm. Um, I know yeah, Lawrence loves uh, um, ubiquity. Um, and uh, I, I install them and I like them, but I, they're not my favorite um, to deal with. U- ubiquity is, is great if you understand it or have a great support system for it. So there's a a Ubiquity user group on Facebook. Definitely join that if you're going to use Ubiquity products. I think where my Um, head came away was with that first generation cloud key was um, complete garbage. Um, And then when I moved it to HostFi, started managing it through HostFi. um, You know, you can make your own host. Yeah, I I did. I had them in Amazon and then I just kind of, I was like, you know, I, I'm a pretty lean shop. I didn't have a lot of time. So I just built that price to hostify into the, to the clients. And, and then here's the other thing. Uh, you, you can go to hostify or one of those, you know, cloud ubiquity servers build, I'm going to call it a master ubiquity host. And you create all of your clients within there as different locations. And then you put, you put all the ubiquity stuff for each client in your in your ubiquity, um, in your cloud host, cloud server, whatever you call the thing anymore. Um, but yeah, you you put everything in there, and then you've just got one that you're paying for. That's, you manage that's all your clients. I got that. Okay. I got one that I can flip through, and um, that that cleared up a lot of the issues. You know. I, Still, I still have to, for whatever reason, reboot APs more than I like to, but um, um, a lot of the more headaches came when that, that, that first generation cloud key, which the new one I, I've heard is a lot better, but um, I've kind of, I still sell them. Um, uh, I actually, HP's new Aruba uh, instant on HP's, I was highly impressed with them. So for, for Wi-Fi these days, um, honestly, I, I would probably just use Datto APs unless somebody needs something with, um, something a little more robust than I might, than I might look elsewhere. But I, I've really, I've really liked what Datto has been doing lately. Yes. Um, Shout out to uh, John Tippett. Uh, he's VP of networking over at Datto. That used to be my ball spec in 20 nice. years ago. Um, he's over all that stuff over there. He's done a good job. But, yeah, they've got they've got some good stuff. Um, let, let me ask you though. You know where they're switching? They have the the pricing model now per month. Mm-hmm. I um, I like it, but I've had a hard time at least selling that to a client. Um, so in my opinion, when you're, when you're selling managed services, you, 
So I've, I've got this whole pricing calculator that I've built out for members to look at. And with that pricing calculator, I've got um, all of the costs broken down. Is this a user cost, a device cost, a site cost? So I've got the site costs where I throw in all the networking equipment and, and you just revamp, you overhaul the whole network when you go in there for, yeah. for a new client. Um, you know, get them to sign a, a 36 month agreement, which means you can then go to Datto and get the subsidized pricing because yeah. you can sign the 36 month agreement on the, on the equipment. And then you don't have to pay for, you know, hundreds of dollars of, of networking equipment. Instead you get a subsidized price on it. Um, so, so you, you put your, your site costs in there and then you, you go to your client and say, you know, or your prospect, I should say, and you say, look, uh, I've got a bunch of costs. I'm going to do all of this stuff for you. And here's how much it's going to cost you per user um, with a minimum of X number of users. So that way, even if, you know, let's say they're at 36 users right now, you want to say, well, you know, minimum, I don't know, 25, right? You know, because once they, once they dip below a certain point, you start losing profit margin. Yeah. And it's, and, and so that's how I do it. Other companies like to do it where you're actually showing them, I'm charging you this much per computer, this much per user, this much per server, this much per site. And, you know, if, if I'm going to manage these things, here's, here's how much each of those are going to cost. Uh, I don't think that either one of those is a right or a wrong way. I think there's yeah. many different ways to, to present your charges to your customers. Um, I just, you know, I do it my way. Uh, the most important thing though, is I truly believe that when you go into a client, you should overhaul their networking equipment because as part of your fully encompassing security that you're, that you're providing the clients, yeah. you need to know that they're, they're um, inside out. Their, their whole yeah. office is secure, you know? So, you know, you've, you've got your AV, you might have your, uh, your EDR solution. You, you probably have your DNS filtering. You should also have the the networking equipment that you trust. For me, that networking equipment is Sophos for routing. And then I would probably just, you know, stick with Datto on literally everything else. Once Datto has a reasonably priced router that's able to do all the things that you would expect, um, yeah. you know, a, a UTM to do, then I would consider using Datto for, for a UTM device as well. The problem with, with Datto's UTM devices is uh, they, were, they pretty much like require you to get the LTE service, and I, I just don't need it. Yeah. I, and, and that's their thing. Like they're, they're basically saying, we need you to have guaranteed uptime. And I'm saying, no, no, I need to have guaranteed security. I don't care about the uptime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right when all this hit was me actually going from that, the consulting mindset to the MSP mindset was getting everything down, mm -hmm. my service offerings. And uh, uh, I, I've, I've really been impressed with Sophos, um, uh, with their products and, and is, is a MSB partner program. Um, Sophos is a fantastic product, man. Yeah. That 
I, I, I was doing Bit Defender. Bit Defender's great too, but I just um, I really like their, uh, especially if you do go out and you have their. I like the firewalls; they're really nice. But um, for I was uh, SonicWall, Fortigate, and then for your one computer type store that you don't want to spend any money, I used uh, PFSense, NetGate. I put out there. Mm. Um, I think as long as you're maintaining it, there's nothing wrong with it. But you're you're right about as far as ripping out the equipment. A lot of people, I've seen client or clients get mad about that. It's like, but from my end, I have to know that inside out to know the equipment to support it faster for you, know the equipment to secure it for you. Um, I can't support every solution out there yeah, and train guys to do it. Um, they might be able to get by, but they're not going to know it, everything inside out. So, and and that's why you need to. That, that's why you need to, to basically run the same thing everywhere. You need to have one solution stack. That's your stack. You know, the, the guys that are like, well, you know, I've got Sophos on these companies, but I'm using Bitdefender over here. And, you know, like that's, that's where, you, you know, when you, when you start to create these different silos and, and then you're, you're, making it harder on yourself just because a, a company wants to save a few bucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't believe in doing that kind of stuff. Neither. And then if you've ever been around any type of help desk, um, you get somebody in their green, you've they're already overwhelmed as it is. And then you show them six different solutions. And this other client has six different other solutions. Uh, your support goes down. So I don't right. care if the way you do it. So. So yeah, you you know you need to have a a very thorough security solution. You know, sell them Microsoft three sixty five e three. Include that so that way you can make sure all their computers are licensed properly for Windows ten, for Office. They've got their email. Like just include that in the pricing. You know, that's that's my that's my motto. Yeah. Yeah. So I tell you what, I'm definitely going to um, join back up on the Rocket MSP. Um, the the peer group stuff is invaluable. I mean, it's just uh, I did it briefly uh, with uh, another group and enjoyed it. Um, got a lot out of it. Um, but Steve, I think I think I'm gonna definitely sign back up over there <laughs> and check you guys out. Well, thank you. I look forward to having you back, man. And I I do hope that you know your your wife's able to to get back to work this year. <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like uh, I can't wait to go back to work, and I'm like, let's think about maybe something else. <laughs> Where are you going yeah. to go to school? <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, you, do you guys have kids? Uh, yeah, I got a three year old daughter that is. Uh, that is my world. Um, That's great, man. Everybody was like, you know, you have girls, she's going to have you wrapped. I was like, no. Oh, no. absolutely. That's what no. they're there for. Yeah, as soon as she was born, as soon as she cried, I've been wrapped ever since. So. Well, you you know why they're so cute, right? What's that? When they're, when they're so tiny like that, they're so cute because their only job in life right now is to try and kill themselves. 
Right. If you think about it, like that is their only job in life until they're about five. Five. That's all they do is try to kill themselves repeatedly. (laughs) And they have to be so cute. Otherwise, you're going to be like, well, natural selection. We'll we'll make another, honey. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go get rich. (laughs) That's horrible, but it's funny. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I feel like now's a, a good time. Now now that I've uh, said don't let your kids murder themselves, I feel like now's a great time for us to kind of wrap this up. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to throw out there to people, David? No, um, I, uh, you know, I love, I think the whole networking thing is huge and everybody can learn from everybody. So, um Feel free hit me up for anything, and I like to help people if I can. Um, uh, the whole business consulting meetup thing. If anybody has any feed up feedback or um, would like to come up with something, um, feel free to contact me. So. Awesome! Thanks so much, man. Yeah, I'll I'll see you around uh, on the interwebs. That's right, my friend. We'll do this again. Awesome! Take care, everybody. Thank you, bud.